Hey everybody, Buzz here for another episode of the Kayfabe or Die News, the weekly podcast where I go over all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. Um, got a few stories this week, uh, something, some big news out of Impact Wrestling that's just been announced. Um, <clears throat> got a couple of matches announced for AEW's next pay-per-view and got WWE's news with Clash of Champions taking place this Sunday and I'll go over kind of a quick little recap of Raw and SmackDown that took place at Medicine Square Garden this week um, and a rant about something that happened um, that WWE didn't even really seem to make much of an effort explaining and something that I'm very upset about, but I will uh, get to that in a little bit. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Kayfabe or Die. Um, there you'll get all the latest news and information regarding the podcast and episodes and upcoming episodes and um, if you haven't listened to our King of the Rings special, which that's going to be hinting towards what my rant's going to be about, um, last weekend, uh, myself, uh, my brother, my friend Curtis and Nathan, we, uh, covered the history of the King of the Ring. Um, we went over its early beginnings as a house show event to um, a couple of superstars becoming King of the Ring and making a part of their character, and then going into the pay-per-view era, where they actually had a pay-per-view from 93 to, I believe it was 2002, and then um, the couple of times after 2002 where they brought it back um, and really did nothing with it. So um, go ahead and check that out. Uh, it was a pretty fun podcast. We got into a lot of uh, side topics about certain wrestlers, so uh, really enjoyed that. So we'll go ahead and give that a listen. And where can you listen to that at? Um, we are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, uh, and a few other podcasting apps. So uh, we're planning on possibly this weekend, if not this weekend, in two week weekends, um, we're going to try to get an AEW versus WWE podcast uh, where we're just going to give our opinions of what we think um, is going to happen with this upcoming Wednesday Night Wars with AEW and NXT starting uh, in October. And kind of while we do that, kind of intertwine some Monday Night War talk and the original WCW versus WWE stuff, so... Uh, we're looking at possibly, hopefully, doing that some point this weekend, maybe on Saturday or Sunday. If not, we're going to try to get that done um, in the next couple of weeks because we want to try to get the podcast out before uh, AEW debuts on October 2nd just so that you can have something else to listen to about talking about AEW and WWE. So, um, But that, that's it for uh, all the good housekeeping. Um, we'll get into this week's episode. Um, news out of Impact is uh, Anthem Sports, which owns Impact Wrestling, um, has actually bought uh, a majority ownership or something, I believe, of Access TV. Now, Access TV currently has two wrestling promotions on it already with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, which has been on Access TV for... I believe the past like three or four years um, since about yeah I think about three or four years now um, they play they were on every Saturday or Friday night but now they moved to Saturday night and more recently they have um, acquired uh, a Wow Women of Wrestling which I believe is going into its second season right now um, reading in the reports um, they're going to be moving Impact now to Access TV um, sometime in October. Uh, might not be till, till, towards the end of October. 
because when I was reading it, it sounds like it might be after Bound for Glory, which takes place on October 20th. Um, but reports said that there is no day or time yet for Impact to be on Access TV, but look for it to be on Access TV uh, sometime in October. Um, not really sure what that means for the other shows, the wrestling shows. Um, I don't know if I'm sure that they're probably still under contract for at least another year with both of Impact and, uh, or I'm sorry, not Impact, uh, Ring of Honor, or goddamn, I keep saying the wrong company, New Japan and, uh, WoW Women Wrestling. So, um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, hopefully that doesn't mean that they're removing them. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't been watching as much New Japan as I used to, especially after the, a lot of the big players left at the beginning of the year, like Kenny Omega and all them that went to AW. But I do, I do catch it every once in a while. They, um, they do pretty good stuff, uh, for the people who, like, don't get the New Japan, uh, yeah, New Japan world. Especially for, like, around, uh, for their big events, like Wrestle Kingdom and, uh, Dominion and with the um, G1 tournament that happened last month, um, they had pretty much like same day coverage of the events, um, and that that's a, was pretty cool because, like I said, if people don't like get the chance to to download and get the um, the New Japan World app, it's pretty cool to have like the same day coverage. Um, over there, because they did that with Russell Kingdom, where I think Russell Kingdom happened, and then, like, it was either later that day or later that weekend or something like that. It was actually it was later that day, I think. I mean, that might have been different Dominion. I don't remember which one, but one of them that was, like, pretty much later that day, um, they had the show for free. So, um, pretty cool. So, hopefully, like I said, hopefully that doesn't uh, uh, do anything there. Um, hopefully, Impact will... or. Uh, New Japan and WoW. I haven't really watched WoW, so I don't really, I don't really know how well that's doing or anything. But uh, hopefully, New Japan and WoW still stay on uh, Access TV and make it uh, a big, big channel for wrestling. Because I would think that they would probably have Impact on like during the week. I don't know if they probably put it on the weekend, maybe like a Thursday or something like that. But because, like I said, Saturday right now is both. Uh, New Japan and WoW, and I highly doubt they'd try to throw another two-hour show to have four hours of wrestling um, on one night. But who knows? It's they can kind of do what they want because it's a kind of a it's not like a basic cable channel. It's, so, um, but that's about it for Impact. Like I said, big news because they've been they've been floating around networks for a while. So um, it's good that they finally found a new home for Impact Wrestling and see what that does for them in the future. Uh, next bit of news is out of AEW. Like I said, um, the Full Gear pay-per-view, which will take place in November, um, has had its first two matches announced within the last week. Um, the AEW championship will be on the line when Chris Jericho defends against Cody. And the match that we were supposed to get at um, All Out between Kenny Omega and uh, John Moxley will now happen at full gear. So, like I said, that takes place in uh, November. Um, AEW's got their show coming up. Like I said, we're less than a month away from the first show on TNT on October 2nd. So look for them to build those two matches up uh, a bit for about a month or so uh, from when they go to Impact. Or, I don't know why I'm saying Impact. <laughs> from when they go to... Uh, the TV show to uh, Full Gear. I can't remember exactly when November, I think it's like November 20-something um, that will be taking place. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Moxley and Omega. Like I said, I was pretty excited uh, when it was originally announced and then it was like uh, changed. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Pac and uh, Hangman get added there because I know after uh, All Out they kind of had a little bit of a, a thing backstage. Um, so especially now that Jericho and Co uh, will be defending against Cody, um, won't be surprised if Pac and Hangman have their match because that was another one that kind of didn't happen. They ended up ha they had it overseas, but at uh, Double or Nothing it was supposed to be Pac and Hangman. And then Pac didn't, um, couldn't make it or whatever, so it was 
Hangman got thrown into the uh, Casino Battle Royale. So uh, a lot of a uh, lot of matches that we were promised but didn't uh, get. We're finally going to get at Full Gear uh, in November. So I haven't decided if we're going to get that pay per view. Um, I was like I said, I was kind of underwhelmed with um, All Out, and it's kind of hard to be throwing sixty bucks. Uh, at pay-per-views every couple months, so um, not sure if I'm going to watch it or not. So, But we'll see what the uh, rest of the all full gear card will look like going into, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of stuff um, in between um, October 2nd with the TV show and full gear. We'll get a lot of storylines and stuff built up. I'm sure they probably will have something to do with the tag team titles because I know they're going to be starting a tournament soon. So I'm sure they'll probably maybe have the finals for the tag titles too. So I mean that like saying those like three matches, like I said, two guaranteed, one being Pac and, and third being Pac and uh, Hangman not being announced, but pretty sure that's gonna happen. And then finals for a tag team t- title if they do that. It does sound like a lot better of a card. So, but like I said, we'll see. We'll see what we get um, between October second and November when. Uh, when Full Gear uh, gets underway. So um, that's it for the AW news. So let's close out with the WWE news. Excuse me. Um, we got uh, Clash of Champions happening uh, this Sunday. Um, all of the championships will be defended, and one non-championship match will be happening. Um there was a match pulled from the card, like I said, and that's gonna where I'm gonna get into my rant, but uh, I'll get into that at the end of the podcast. Um, trying to think of how I want to do it. If I want to do the quick recap, or if I want to get yeah, I'll just do a quick little quick recap of Raw and SmackDown. Um, to be honest with you, I was not a huge fan. Of the Raw and SmackDowns this weekend. I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger. Uh, they were promoting it quite a bit. Being at Madison Square Garden. For both shows. And besides a couple of like matches. Um, Corbin and... Um, uh, I think it was Alex... I don't know. Uh, the Triple Threat. Corbin, Samoa Joe, and Ricochet was a pretty good match. Um, on Raw for the triple threat for the number one contendership. That was a pretty good match. Um, they had that tag team match between Charlotte and Becky against Sasha and Bailey, which was very long, but it was it was actually a pretty decent match. Um, just ran a little bit longer than I thought it should. Um, and then we had Bray Wyatt had his Firefly Funhouse where... Everybody's all over the place now because they had the clock thing where it said 316, but then it changed to 1119. Um, and a lot of people are trying to figure out what that is. Um, and from what a lot of people are saying is that it is tied to Undertaker's debut, um, which if you don't remember, because this was back in 1990, uh, Undertaker officially on TV debuted on... At Survivor Series on November twenty second, nineteen ninety, but a couple of days late before that, on November nineteenth, he actually made his official debut, his actual debut as Kane the Undertaker, um, at a uh, WWE Superstars taping that happened before uh, Survivor Series, which they end up playing after Survivor Series. Back in the day, WWE used to like tape like superstars and stuff like ahead of time before they would premiere. So that kind of happened to where he TV he actually made his debut at Survivor Series for the first time, but but we didn't we didn't see his actual debut, which was a couple days before at this taping. So um, that's what everybody's saying that the the whole thing is hinting towards. And to where they're thinking that there's going to be a Bray Wyatt-Undertaker feud with The Fiend. Um, I was hearing that there could be a chance that they're going to be doing that at the first SmackDown on Fox. 
um, on October 4th um, because it's the SmackDown. For the first episode of SmackDown, it's almost like the Raw reunion where they're going to do like an anniversary or whatever they're doing. And they're probably going to have a whole bunch of like legends and stuff come in. I'm sure Undertaker will probably be there. And then The Fiend will probably come out. And that's where they're going to kind of start the rivalry, which is weird because they already have The Fiend tied into um, the winner of the Universal Champion at uh, Hell in a Cell, which takes place in October. So I'm not too sure where they're going with this. Like, I don't know why they would have The Fiend in, like, two separate feuds, kind of. It depends on what they do with The Undertaker one, if that's what they're doing. Um, it could be he just does something and then nothing happens for a little while. And then once maybe they get closer to Rumble and maybe they might set it up for Mania, um, then he might not necessarily be like feuding with him at the beginning um, while he's feuding for the title. Could end up being something to where maybe Undertaker costs them the title if he, if he does win the title at Hell in a Cell. Maybe down the line Undertaker costs them the title and that's going to get the feud going even more. So, I'm um, not too sure what's going on there, but it's going to be interesting to see that Bray Wyatt is, looks like he already, with his new characters and more meaningful feuds and stuff that he was originally, so he's got two separate feuds that everybody's talking about, so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, but other than that, I mean, Raw wasn't that, that great, um, we had Stone Cold at the beginning, Stun AJ, and there's just... Yeah, it was okay. SmackDown, to me, SmackDown was worse. Um, Shane McMahon's back after a couple weeks of being gone. Uh, yay. Uh, we found out that Elias uh, had broken his ankle and had to be pulled out of the uh, King of the Rings semifinals against Chad Gable. Um, there was talks at one point that they were maybe going to have like a battle royal to determine... Uh, who would go up against Gable, um, but then Vince McMahon decided to insert Shane McMahon because that's what we need, more Shane McMahon wrestling. So that turned into taking focus off of the King of the Ring, putting it back on Shane and Owens and their feud, which pissed me off. WWE has really pissed me off with this King of the Ring um, tournament where you thought that they were actually maybe putting somewhat of effort into it and the matches were actually really good and like the tournament was kind of seeming legit and then they go into the semifinals and they turn the semifinals match between Gable that was supposed to be Gable and Elias into Gable and Shane McMahon and they take off the focus of the King of the Ring and put it back on fucking Shane McMahon. This is my rant. I'm pissed off. WWE, why did you bring back the King of the Ring tournament if you were not going to do anything with it? And then it was supposed to be, the finals was supposed to be on Clash of Champions this Sunday. But no, out of the blue, once the uh, last match was done, and Gable won. The little graphic comes up. It's King of the Ring Finals. Uh, Corbin versus Gable. Next Monday on Raw. What the fuck, WWE? Like, you don't even announce it. Or do anything to say, Hey, uh, we're moving the finals to Raw instead of Clash of Champions. It just, boom, here's the graphic. And it's like everybody already knew that, the, like, I, I'm beyond pissed, especially after doing the King of the Ring podcast last weekend, how we were talking about, hey, um, you know, this King of the Ring started off as kind of nothing, then they kind of made it a big deal um, with the pay-per-view era, and then they brought it back for like two or three times after the pay-per-view era, and did absolutely nothing with it, and then it was kind of getting a little maybe bit of a glimmer of a hope that maybe they were going to bring it back to some prestige, and then they fucking pull this shit where they're just like, oh, well, no, it's not good enough for the pay-per-view anymore. We're just going to throw it on a fucking episode of Raw. Fuck you, WWE. This is the same bullshit that why people want fucking AEW to succeed because you guys don't know how 
to run a like uh, coherent fucking show. Like, how do you just how like I don't understand the thought process of why you advertise something to be happening for weeks and then the very last minute you pull it out and we're like, all right, well we don't give a shit about this anymore. We're just gonna throw it on raw. Like, I don't understand. And then, on top of it, why the fuck are we still seeing Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens feuding? Like, this happened two years ago in 2017. It's like literally the same storyline, but the roles are reversed. Shane McMahon's a heel, and Kevin Owens is a face. But other than that, everything's pretty much the fucking same. Like, I don't understand... Why every time you think WWE's taking steps forward, they take like 20,000 steps backwards. Get your shit together or you're not going to... I'm just so pissed. And that people are probably going to be like, hey, it's just the King of the Ring. What the hell? Like, this is the thing, though. Like, the King of the Ring was, is, was supposed to be kind of a big thing. It used to be a big thing. And WWE keep fucking treating it like it's a garbage. And I'm like, I'm tired of it. Like everybody says, oh, Vince McMahon doesn't like tournaments. Then don't fucking bring it back then. If you're going to like try to bring it back and get people excited for something that like you used to do back in the past that people used to be excited for, and then you treat it like garbage, people aren't going to give a shit about it. This is why people don't care. That's just why when it came back in 08 and 10 and 15 and um, when Regal won it, I forgot what year that was. This is why people don't give a shit about it at that time, because WWE keeps treating it like shit. So, like, if you're going to bring it back, I don't, and I'm not saying bring it back into the pay-per-view like it used to be, where they had, like, three rounds on an actual pay-per-view and call it King of the Ring. Have, a, have the, like, actual tournament take place around SmackDown, and then have the finals on a pay-per-view. That's how it should be. And that's how it looked like it was going to be. And then, like I said, WWE pulls the rugs right underneath us and I'm very upset because of the hard work that those wrestlers put in to like have great matches during the rounds of the tournament to have that like okay well we're culminating to a pay-per-view finals and then have that pulled out from underneath them and just throw it on a random episode of Raw is just utter bullshit so and then from reports are their original plan was that it was supposed to be Drew McIntyre, but for some reason, because they put Bray Wyatt against whoever wins the Universal Championship on Sunday, um, put hit Bray Wyatt as like the next contender at Hell in a Cell, that some reason changed the whole tournament, which I don't understand. I don't know if that meant like the winner was supposed to get a, a Universal Championship match. Um, so because of that, that's why... WWE completely changed their plans on who was supposed to win this tournament. Because it was originally supposed to be Drew McIntyre. And I'm wondering if that, like I said, that would have meant maybe Drew McIntyre was going to get a universal title shot at Hell in a Cell instead of Wyatt. And then once they did that, they made McIntyre lose. And then they just started going week by week and changing everything. So I don't, I don't understand what is going on with the WWE when it comes to that, that stuff. Um... So yeah, there's my little rant I went on for a while. Um, Kevin Owens was the special guest referee in that match between Shane and um, Gable. And then for some reason, like Shane gets pinned like within like five seconds and then makes the two out of three falls match. And then Shane taps out at, to anchor lock and loses and then fires Kevin Owens. And here we go again. Like I said, it's the same thing that happened in 2017. Owens and Shane McMahon are fighting again. Owens gets fired by Shane McMahon again. It's I'm I'm done with like I'm done with this. Uh, Owens went out and tweeted or Instagrammed or something. Uh, I forgot what the numbers were, but um, they were like numbers, and people are trying to um, say that it was numbers of the alphabet. And it's spelled NXT. So people are thinking that he might show up on NXT, which um, will be starting uh, on USA uh, this coming Wednesday. Um, another thing with that is, I guess, for the first couple of weeks, so I don't know if like USA has previous programming 
that they have to have uh, finish up. Um, I guess for the first couple of weeks, uh, NXT will air live for the first hour on USA, and then for the second hour will be over on the WWE Network. So, um, like I said, uh, USA might have other programming that they have to have finish up for those couple weeks, but... Um, but yeah, I was, I just smacked down and like really pissed me off. Um, I, I'm not looking like, I they announced, um, well, I'll get that. I'll get into that when I get into the matches for Clash Champions. But yeah, for two big, two big shows that they were kind of like, um, promoting to be huge things. I think they were both pretty much letdowns, maybe a good match. Couple of good matches on Raw. I don't even remember what matches were on SmackDown because I was just so like infuriated throughout the whole show. Um, so um, that's my that's my rant this week. Um, so we'll get into the close of the show, which will be uh, I'll go over the um, Clash of Champions uh, card and my predictions. Um, Clash of Champions, like I said, takes place this Sunday. Um, where all the titles will be defended, but not the King of the Ring title. Um, we have the triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship when Drew Gulak defends against Lince Dorado and Humberto Galeo, I forgot his name, um, in a triple threat match, which will probably be on the pre-show. Uh, don't know much about that match because I don't watch 205 Live. That's another uh, thing before I get further in. Um, there has been talk that Triple H has kind of been saying that uh, 205 Live will be coming to an end. Um, and it sounds like they're going to be moving a lot of the 205 roster to NXT to kind of help beef, beefing up the NXT roster uh, for them to go to USA. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a complete, just kind of a transition. Maybe they'll still have 205 Live uh, episodes, or they might just cut it and just start having the Cruiserweight division on NXT. Um, but we'll see uh, in the next couple of weeks where, where that goes. So, like I said, I don't know much about the rivalry. I know that it was originally supposed to be Gulak and the Humberto guy, um, but then Lindsay Dorado got put into the match somehow, so... Um, like, I don't watch 205 Live, so, um, uh, but it's Cruiserweight title match, and they always, uh, they always seem to deliver, so I'm excited to see that, I guess, for the pre-show. Um, we have the women's tag team titles gonna be defended when Alexa Bliss, uh, and Nikki Cross defend against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, Bliss and Cross have been, uh... A very like good tag team for the last few weeks, uh, especially when they won the titles. Uh, I I like the like I like the chemistry that they have. It seems like something to where you thought it was going to be kind of a quick like friendship because Alexa Bliss doesn't have friends um, where someone gets turned on, uh, but it kind of has developed into a little bit more of a storyline where they got the titles now. Um, now I have a feeling this could still be the end outcome where Alexa Bliss or, uh, turns on Nikki Cross, or maybe, heck, maybe we'll surprise and get a Nikki Cross turning on Alexa Bliss. Um, but uh, I think they're going to try to keep that storyline going a little bit longer um, than uh, than I thought originally. Um, I want to say I'm going to go with Cr uh, Cross and Bliss. Um, I, I don't know... I don't know too much. Like, I know, I know Deville and um, Mandy have kind of been they've been a, a team for a while now, um, and uh, I don't, I don't. I mean, I could see them as champions. They did get like, um, I don't know, Cross got the victory on SmackDown. Um, I don't know. This is a match that like is really a toss up. Like I could see either way, um, but I think they're gonna try to go with Bliss and Cross for a little bit longer. Um, but it should be a decent match. I have a feeling it's gonna be on the pre-show though. So, 
Um, we got the United States Championship. Uh, AJ Styles will be defending against Cedric Alexander. Uh, Alexander got a uh, pinfall victory uh, against AJ Styles. I think he pinned him in the tag match on Monday. Um, so they AJ didn't have a match. So um, should be a good match. Uh, these two guys are really, really talented. Obviously, everybody knows about AJ Styles. But uh, Cedric Alexander is, is kind of an underrated uh, guy for me. Um, I really enjoy his work. I really enjoyed him on 205 Live. Um, I think he's kind of on the rise. I don't think it's time for him yet to um, to get a title, but then who knows? Um, there's a lot of uncertainty with my predictions here because there is the rumor that um, the second SmackDown show, so the uh, second uh, Friday in October, um, we'll be seeing some form of a redraft or shakeup. Or something with the rosters because they want to get permanent rosters um, once SmackDown moves to Fox. Um, they want to get permanent rosters for both shows instead of this whole wild card bullshit that has been nothing but a headache from the beginning. Um, I know Fox wants like a solid roster. I know Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff want solid rosters. So we're supposed to get a shakeup. So I don't know how the matches this weekend are going to affect the shakeup once that happens or redraft or whatever they're doing um, in the second week of October. So, like, I'm having a hard time kind of predicting because, I don't know, like I said, there's there's so much uncertainty in the future where guys are going to end up to where, like, I don't I, I, I don't know who's going to win what. So um, I, can, I, I think AJ is going to win. I think they're going to kind of keep going with the club, hopefully, uh, and AJ, um, he, he was great on Raw. I loved him on Raw. And uh, I think they need to keep the belt on him for now. So I'm going to go AJ over Cedric. But it should be a good match. Um, the Intercontinental Championship is on the line when Shinsuke Nakamura defends against The Miz. Um, the Miz is a nine-time WWE Intercontinental Champion. I think tied for, or not tied for second. He has, like, second... Uh, place um, of all time for most uh, Intercontinental title reigns. Um, Sami Zayn is in the corner of Nakamura. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what this leads to. I, I want Nakamura to win. I think it, uh, every time it seems like they're, because like Nakamura has been looking pretty strong the last couple weeks. Um, it seems like once they kind of like try to get the ball rolling with Nakamura, they just like pull the like pull the rug completely from it, and then just like bury him again. So I, I'd love to see Nakamura get the win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miz gets it. I'm gonna lean towards Nakamura, but who knows? Because like I said, like with this redraft, like a lot of these picks, because who knows where these guys gonna end up? Um, so. And they're all and they're all title matches, so like I I kind of have a feeling if they do like a big redraft, I think the champions are gonna stay where they're at. Um, so like if Nakamura like keeps the title, I mean I know we still got a little bit a ways before uh, they do the redraft, but like if Nakamura keeps the title, I'm sure he's probably gonna stay on SmackDown. Same thing with AJ if he keeps the U.S. title. Um, or whoever has the titles. So, um, next we're going to get into the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, the Men Tag Team Champions, which will be uh, the New Day defending against uh, the Revival. Uh, we've been having the, rival, uh, the, the Revival teaming up with Orton the last about month or so, uh, ever since about SummerSlam. And... Um, have been a really I, I like the little faction that they had. They've been kind of a thorn in the side of the new day. They injured uh, Woods. Um, I don't think he's been on since they injured him about two or three weeks ago. And then um, attacking Big E and attacking Kofi. So I really like this little storyline that they've been doing with the new day and Orton and the revival. Um, Prediction. 
I could I, I think the Revival are gonna win it. Um and I I think Orton might win the title too, but I'll get into that for that match. But I think they might go a little bit of a of a takeover type not takeover NXT, but like have like a mini faction have like all the titles, something similar to what the Undisputed Era has right now. Um I think the I think the Revival are gonna win it. And it should be a great match. Um because the New Day and the Revival, like, they play off of each other really well. Um, they've been having, like I said, I really enjoyed the feud that's led up to this. Um, but I think, uh, actually, I take it back. I think the New Day are going to win because I think they're going to get the revenge on the Revival for taking Kof, uh, uh, Woods out. And uh, I talked myself out of it while <laughs> for like, like two seconds. Uh, I think it's going to be the Revival. Uh, or, Jesus. The New Day. I don't know where my brain is right now. Um, I'm going to go New Day. <laughs> um, let's see what we got next. The one match that's not for a championship. Um, Roman Reigns against Eric Rowan. And um, on SmackDown, it was announced that this was a no disqualification match. Uh, so it's just going to be two big guys just beating the shit out of each other. Um Still not sure yet what I think Daniel Bryan's going to do. I don't know if maybe this whole thing has been a setup with, like, Bryan trying to say, like, he doesn't know what's going on and then maybe, like, cost Roman the match and then be like, you know what, it was me the whole time. Or if it may be, like, a face turn for Bryan and maybe he attacks Rowan and helps Roman win. So, I, I mean, those are two, obviously, opposite outcomes where the other, each guy wins. Um, I would like it to maybe be the Roman or the Roman win with Brian kind of like being, you know, it was me the whole time and then kind of start up a feud with Roman and Brian, which could end up in the Hell in a Cell match, uh, for an October, which would make a lot of sense. Um, so for what I want to happen, I'm going to predict Rowan, uh, with the help of Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan comes out and like I said, uh, tells the world that the, uh, the whole plan of running down Roman and everything was his idea and that he is the mastermind behind it. So that's what I'm hoping. And that's what I'm going to predict just to, just to go with it. Um, next match we have part one of the double duty where um, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins will be defending their Raw Tag Team Championships against the random team of Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Um, to me, this is probably the most, like, simple and clear-cut, like, decision, personally, to me. Uh, I think it's going to be Ziggler and Roode. Um, I think this is going to somehow... Something's going to happen in the match where Strowman and, and Seth go at each other for some reason an accidental bump or an accidental something, and it's going to cause the other one to get pissed and cost cost them the titles. So I, I really, it's very predictable to me. But I mean, who knows? WWE don't know what they're doing day by day, so who knows? But I, I think it's going to be Rude and Ziggler um, taking the Raw Tag Team titles, and it's going to set up uh, some um, animosity between Roman or... Uh, Strowman and Rollins uh, for the main event match. So I'm going Ziggler and Rude. Now we go to the women's matches. Um, the SmackDown Live Women's Championship will be on the line when Bailey defends against Charlotte Flair. Uh, the four horsewomen um, are going to be split up into two separate title matches. Um, I mean, Bailey and and Charlotte have gone at it for a while. Charlotte, uh, Bailey took the belt from Charlotte, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we've we've seen it before, and kind of ready for it to be over already. Um, we had the Bailey kind of do the heel turn a couple weeks ago. Seems like I think they're gonna try to put Charlotte as a face, maybe. Um, but we'll see what happens. I this one's kind of tough for me because it's a one I could see go either way. 
I want to say it's going to be Charlotte because I think Charlotte is going to be the the one that they're going to try to keep for SmackDown once the like draft happens and her as champion, then that means she'll stay on there. I, I think Bailey's going to end up going back over to Raw if they do this, this draft. Um, so I think that they're going to kind of focus with Charlotte um, being over. She's the bigger name than Bailey, to at least uh, like outside uh, perspective. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen. Um, it's going to be Charlotte over Bailey, and then for the Raw Women's Championship, we have uh, Becky Lynch defending against Sasha Banks, or returning Sasha Banks. And this one, I'm going Sasha. Um, I think there's been a lot of momentum with her coming back. Uh, personally, I think Bailey or I think uh, Becky, I think her momentum to me personally, I think it's slowing down a little bit. She had the big, big, uh, big thing wave of momentum going into WrestleMania and then winning the the titles, and then she had a fairly decent rivalry with um, with Lacey Evans. I I think I think it was actually a fairly good rivalry. And then they put her in with Natalia, and it kind of was a rivalry that kind of came out of nowhere. But they did a good job building building it up um, before their match at SummerSlam, and then it just died out right after SummerSlam. Um, but I I think I think Sasha's gonna win. I think I think um, Bailey's gonna or I keep saying Bailey. Damn it, Becky is gonna find her way over to SmackDown. Um, there's been there was a couple of leaks uh, a week or so ago where there was some promotional uh, photos um, that were being taken from Fox and SmackDown, and Becky Lynch was one of the ones. And if they're doing a solid like roster where they're not switching anybody, then that would kind of lead towards Becky being over on SmackDown. So she would have to obviously lose the Raw Women's Championship. So I think that's where this is going to happen. Um, She's had a pretty good run, um, and like I said, the build-up before was like amazing. Um, so I think this might be a good fitting end for her to lose it to, to Sasha um, before she kind of jumps over to SmackDown, if that's what they're doing. So I'm going to go Sasha over Becky um, for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, the WWE Championship will be on the line when uh, rematch from SummerSlam. Uh, Kofi Kingston defends against Randy Orton. Um, I've been really liking this feud. This is one of the feuds um, that are going on that I've actually really enjoyed. Um, I think a little bit too much emphasis is on the stupid, stupid comments that Orton makes a lot. Kind of pulls it out of nowhere and kind of overdoes it sometimes. Other than that, like it, it feels like it's a real, like they have real heat with each other. Um especially building up after 10 years from their original, you know, kind of uh, first um, time where they kind of had their at odds. So um, I, I, I think uh, this is going to be a tough one because when it comes to Kofi in this title reign, I don't know because he's gone up against, like I've told my brother before, like I honestly, Kofi Kingston beats guys that I don't think he really should be beating. Um, I think they're just going long term with this like title run because it's gonna be his only title run with the the main title. I think they're just gonna try to get as much out of it for him as they can uh, before he loses it because I don't think he's gonna win it back. And I think once he loses it, I think he's gonna kind of get put back. I wouldn't say maybe put back. I mean, because the new day's been a hot thing for a few years now, so I wouldn't say he's gonna go back to like like oblivion. We're never gonna hear from him. But I don't think he's going to reach the heights where he's reached since he's been champion in the build-up to getting the title. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Orton um, just because I, I get the feeling that it's going to be Orton. I don't know why. Um, I think that's kind of in a way why they just kind of blew it off. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to go Orton, and uh, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, the last match, um, part two of the double uh, duty match for... Strowman and Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins will defend the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman. Um, I honestly 
I was kind of talking with my brother, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or if it was Tuesday or after Raw, we were kind of talking about, like, just talking about stuff that, like, was happening and talking about what we thought could be happening in the future, especially with, like, the redraft, if that's what they do. Um, and we both think that Seth Rollins is probably going to be moving over to SmackDown, um, especially if Becky is moving over to SmackDown because WWE wants to keep uh, couples together and with them being engaged... Um, if one moves, I think the other one's going to end up moving. That was a big issue uh, for the first shakeup that they had after WrestleMania when Andrade uh, was moving over. Um, they had to move, um, or actually, actually it wasn't Andrade, it was Aleister Black. Aleister Black was moving over to SmackDown. They originally had put Andrade in Raw and with the Zelina Vega, but because Aleister Black was moving to SmackDown, um, they had to move Andrade and Zelina Vega back because um, Aleister Black and Zelina Vega are married in real life. So they want to keep the couples together. So they ended up moving Andrade and Zelina to Raw and then moving them right back to SmackDown because Aleister Black went to SmackDown. So um, that's probably going to be what happens here. If Becky moves over to... SmackDown, then Seth Rollins will be right behind her, um, which, and then kind of the same thing with the Becky losing the Raw Women's Championship, that's going to mean that Seth Rollins is going to have to lose the Universal Championship because he can't take that to Raw or SmackDown unless, for some reason, the title switch. Then if that's, I mean, obviously the Raw and SmackDown Live Women's Championship can't switch because those are specifically named for those shows. But the WWE and Universal title, they don't say, like, SmackDown heavyweight title and Raw heavyweight title. So they're, they could flop, but I don't see it happening. So, long-winded answer. I think Braun Strowman is going to win, and I think he's the one that's going to be going up against The Fiend at Hell in a Cell. And I just think it, I mean... Either way, they could work both guys in the storyline, but I think because of the past, because uh, Strowman came into the WWE with the Wyatt family, um, that's I think that's kind of a little bit more of an interesting like uh, storyline they could build off of, um, and I, I think it's time, you know, with Braun, like it, they've been they've been hinting towards wanting him to be the the kind of the guy, and then it seems like every time they get him up to the the opportunity. They go another way or something Something happens. I think it's just time to just give it to them and see what happens. Like, I mean, you can only sit here and hum and haw so much to where, like, you know, we, we, we don't know, like, what's going to happen. We don't know the projection of him. We don't know how he's going to handle it. Well, the best way to find out is to put, him on, put it on him. I mean, worst case scenario is you take it off of him. I mean, so I think it's time. I think it's time to pull the trigger on Braun Strowman and give him the title and see what happens. Um, I mean, they've done it with worse people with gender, so why not Braun? Like people were behind him every time. He seemed like he seems to be like a bit a guy people want to like follow, but it, it sometimes it's hard for people to follow him because WWE builds him up and then kind of like takes a step back. So um, I'm going to go with Strowman on this one. Um, but I'm, I'm really interested to see kind of what what plays out this weekend. Because like I said, like it's hard to determine what's going to happen because of the uncertainty of what's going to happen with the brands. So it's hard to predict, you know, where you think people, how you think the outcomes are going to be because you don't know where they're going to end up in about a month. Um, so who knows? Um, but yeah, this has been a little bit of more of a winded, uh, episode than I thought because I went on my rant and, and I'm kind of going on little mini rants and not really rants, but like going a little bit deeper on some of these matches than just saying and predicting. So I'm going to end the show here cause I'm already at 50 minutes and I didn't plan on it going this long. Um, so, uh, you can follow us on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Radio Public, and a few other podcasting platforms. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Kayfabe or Die. 
um, to get all the latest information regarding the, the channel and, and stuff like that. So, it's going to be an interesting weekend uh, out of WWE. Um, we'll see where kind of all this leads to um, with um, with uh, um, <laughs> changes happening, like sidetrack. Uh, with the changes coming up with Raw moving to Smack, uh, SmackDown, moving to Fox, um, and the possible roster shakeups and stuff like that. There's a little lot of uncertainty of what's going on in the WWE right now. Um, we got NXT uh, premiering this Wednesday on USA. I might start doing the um, news podcast on Thursdays from now on so I can kind of go over NXT results and stuff. So um, that's probably going to be the new day. Then when SmackDown moves to Fox on Fridays, then... I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just wait and do them on Saturday so that I could just do a full week review of AEW, SmackDown, NXT, and Raw. So um, the days and times for this podcast might be changing. So um, I'll let you guys know what happens, though. So until next week, buzz out.